right, welcome back to the Mission of Speed podcast. Today, we're going to interview my good friend, Ricky Hughes, at the beautiful Forest Park on an unbelievable Saturday afternoon in October. Can't get much better than that. Uh, we're going to dive into a lot of different topics, but Ricky's coming fresh off of his half marathon he's trained for for the last several months, and he shares about the, his experience running it. But more than anything, he shares so much perspective um, on his passion for videography, for running, for the community, and other aspects outside of it. And so I think you're going to really enjoy just hearing Ricky talk. We uh, have become friends over the last several months, um, and it was just an opportunity for us to catch up, and we're just lucky enough that we had it on uh, record as well. So get ready to dive in. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe and please leave a review. We would really appreciate that so we can get this out to more people. Welcome back to the Mission of Speed podcast. Today, I'm outside again here at Forest Park. Uh, thanks to our amazing producer, Bill Smith, for, for bringing us out here again. Uh, but really excited about this interview today with Ricky Hughes, a good buddy of mine who we really haven't known each other for that long, actually probably um, less than six months, but is wow. one of those people that I've run across that you're like, man, this is somebody I feel like I've known my entire life, um, and there's just so many parallel worlds. So, Ricky, thanks for being on the show with us. My pleasure, Mark. Um, this is I'm really excited. This is my actually my first running podcast interview, and it so happens to be in the number one park in the country, Shameless Pug. The Forest Park. I love that. I, I figured you probably have been on some podcasts. I figure with your media background that we'll get into that you've done stuff. But um, I'm honored that this is your first running related yes. one, which is really cool. Yes, and, it is. And I'm sure it's great timing since you've come off and uh, sneak peek for for your half marathon that you just did. So it's very well timed. Um, but I just want to share for people listening how we know each other because I think it's um it's one of those stories that is just another amazing compliment to the St. Louis running community and who you can meet through it. Um, so there's an event called the Ferguson Twilight Run, uh, who Dwayne James, a buddy of mine, puts on um, in Ferguson every spring in May. It doesn't feel like spring typically for that event. It's usually pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> and this last year was was very hot, but it always brings out an amazing crowd and there's just such great energy. And so months leading up to it, as, you, as Ricky knows and a lot of people know, I've been trying to make efforts just to meet more clubs. And so there's a running club named Black Men Run and I've been trying to get a hold of um, the leader of the club for months and I just could not I could not get connected with anybody mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I show up to the Ferguson Twilight and a guy is like hey are you Mark Spiewak and I was like yeah what's up man and it happens to be Mike and we get really excited and we're like oh my gosh like I've been trying to contact you hey man this is what we're trying to do yeah and all of a sudden here comes Ricky pops up and uh, you were just there hanging out uh, you were you were with those guys and then you did the race and then you mm -hmm. raced with some other people and afterwards we were able to get connected yeah. And from there, like, because now I finally met Mike and have finally met another club, we're like, okay, let's invite them to our track meet. Let's start, um, you know, doing other stuff. And one thing led to another. Ricky was very active. I found out that Ricky is doing more outside of just even that club. He has other parts of the running community that he's affiliated with. And then, boom, here we come today, and, and it's been a full circle. So I'm very, wow. very lucky that we crossed paths, and it's, it's, uh, it's been a great journey. I feel like we've packed in a lot in a short amount of time. When you said six months, I've known you, that's wild because it feels like much longer than that, Mark. 
it's wild sure. it really yeah. is uh, you know so i think something that a lot of people don't know about you mm-hmm. is that you were a phenomenal high school sprinter <laughs> at luther north yep. uh, and now you're this distance runner <laughs> which is kind of the far ends of the spectrum here you know you're going from you know literally sprinting to yeah. trying to hold that pace uh you know for for 13.1 miles but i just would love it if you could share more about you know your background in sprinting in high school um and what's led you here to the distance running world wow First of all, I want to say thank you, Mark, for all the kind words. And um, I have done a few interviews in my day, but for this to be about running, I am extra excited because of what running has done for my life uh, the past year and a half, which seems longer than that. Um, But since you asked about my uh, humbly said elite (laughs) um, uh, high school track career uh, under my head coach, Jim Prollo, who gave me some gems for this half marathon and he was and it was, it was through email but he's so excited that i'm running like cross country because he always tried to give me the wrong cross country and i was like what is cross country right so now he's involved in my process and it's definitely like a god thing um but so i ran track in high school i never ran anything race wise over a 400 and even a 400 was punishment for me <laughs> um so my freshman year we actually won state i was on the uh, four by one uh state champion team as a freshman and um i just i fell in love with the sport of running but also the energy at the track meets i think as i come full circle now the race in detroit which we'll get to it was the crowd the energy that like okay this is it really showed me like this is what i I'm supposed to be doing because I had a flashback to high school and just the crowd, the energy um, that were that were at the track meets. But so, yeah, I ran track um, in high school, um, the 100, 200, 4 by one 4 by 2 And I was fast, dude. I was small, but I was fast. I ended up actually playing football in college um, on a full ride to Missouri Southern State University as an athlete like when you looked at what they recruited me as it was like ATH <laughs> athlete they didn't know what to do with me because I was 5 8 and 140 soaking wet but I was running um sub 4 3 40 at the time and um just speed has always been my, my thing and it's crazy how now I'm running now at um like 10 I don't not give my age too much but 10 plus years later to be running and to fall in love with, with running since it's been so long is uh, quite frankly just wild to me actually yeah and it's it's such a different mindset probably too because you know when you're sprinting you know you're preparing in such a different way than you are for when you're going into these distance races Mm -hmm. and you've learned that there's some other barriers that you know that come into place of being able to stay healthy being able to um you know complete the distance that's half the fear that i think a lot of people have just even outside of you know hey i want to run fast and i know that you've kind of really prioritized that when you when you've been competing you know in the last year because i know you're relatively new to the distance side of things um how much are you using though of that mindset that you've had as an athlete from the past a lot you know i think the what really so i started running i never ran to compete or race but quickly i figured out i realized how much i missed that competitive side of just running or sport in general and so i already knew how to run um my form was i mean i ran track for five or six years but you mind this was still 12 plus years ago yeah so i hadn't ran in a long time but i think just the mindset of competing and knowing that it's more than just running 
uh, the stretching and the also the the team aspect, uh, which is we get into that later. Something that I really enjoyed about your team, Mark, is being around other r- runners and fast runners too. Because as, as I quickly learned, I still got it to a certain extent. So being around runners and you know um, something to challenge me and compete was really important. And I've been able to get that. So I think that's just really gave me an extra boost of um, what. I knew from running to be, but endurance as is such a, a much more just concise element because you have to be aware of so many more things at a magnitude. Mm-hmm. I had to stretch and strengthen, but endurance, you got to stretch times 10 and strengthen times 10. So everything is like times 10 compared to sprinting in a way. Even my mind, I got to be 10 times as ready to tackle 13 miles compared to 100 meters well and, and i'm sure that there's you know the component of you know having to have humility and the sense of that you are um you're always the same person and you are the same athlete but you are starting at a different point of where your sprinting career left off or where you're you know where you were at its peak and it's and we've talked about this i'm always really encouraged by ricky because i'm like you've only been running distance for this long and this is how fast you're running i'm like <laughs> you keep working uh you know you're going to keep getting faster but you're starting off at a point where you're probably thinking in your head like i'm used to winning races i'm not used to not winning them so it's learning how to like be proud yeah. of your progress and success but also you're meeting yourself at a new spot which i think is um you know extremely tough for a lot of people and i think i actually give you so much credit and i have so much uh, respect for what you're doing because i think a lot of times if you've been an athlete and you've been successful you're not really willing to want to be um you know starting off from base one if you've been at that higher level and you're seeing like take some humility it takes that work ethic but that's never left you that's probably what made you such a great athlete in the first place and now you're like okay i'm hungry i want to get better and keep pushing forward that's a great point (laughs) and that's something i learned quickly in my first race that i'm not gonna win and that's hard to peel to swallow from um humbly said i'm gonna stop saying humbly said because we're talking about speed like (laughs) i that's what i do right so if i can just if I could embrace something that speaks, I'm going to start saying humbly said. But I'm used to, I mean, from my freshman year to high school, I was always like the number one seed. Even my state 100-meter um, dash, I was in lane four. So I'm supposed to win. I didn't win. Uh, but uh, I'm not used to not – but I think endurance running is, to me, is not a, about winning. And I never came into that wanting to win, really. I wanted to just – I wanted to win myself. I wanted to get um, better – mentally and physically and spiritually and you know i told you mark but what it does for my mind was my initial okay it helps me mentally that's all i needed to really uh strap on a you know the 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 shoes and lace up and run because i got to keep doing it because what it did for my mind mentally it changed my life and i'm probably I, i can probably answer this for you but have you ever regretted a run regretted a run um in the sense that, like, from the mental aspect of it. No. See, no, exactly. Like, you, I, But what it gets me in trouble, though, because I'll have a little, like, knee thing. I'm like, oh, I could just run through okay. this. <laughs> no, I've, I've regretted that run. Um, but and now I just know the whole shebang to it. You got to listen to your body. It taught me a lot about my body. I'm more in tune to my body than ever. So there's so many great benefits um, that I have gotten from running that I just – want to not be hurt so I can run for as long as I can. 
one of the I would say one of the most fun parts about my job is just the excuse to be able just to to network and connect with people. Yeah. And uh, this was a few months ago, but we you know we've known each other now since the spring, but um, you know seeing each other more like at different races and events, and we really hadn't had that opportunity to just sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And so um, Ricky That's and true. I met up at Caldi's Coffee on Demond, and we just had a great conversation. It was probably like three hours long, uh, yeah. and just were able just to chat. And it was a podcast in itself, mm-hmm. but when I asked you, because we talked a little bit about your, you know, aspirations of just getting better and running. And then you talked about, you know, more of um, your background with sprinting and all these different things that we're sharing right now. But I asked Ricky, I was like, listen, man, like, what are your goals? Like, because that's how I can help somebody figure out their roadmap of where they want to get to. And what spoke to me so much was you immediately came off the bat and said, I just want to be healthy and feel good doing it because it's such a big win for myself mentally. And mm-hmm. I, I think about that all the time with you because I think you do such a great job of being centered to your goals, which is so important. And I think a lot of people could learn that from you because sometimes I think far off and we're too focused on a specific number or we're too focused on something that um, is kind of out of our control mm-hmm. and we're missing out on what's so important. And it's great that you're, you are in every sense of the word, enjoying the process right now. Yes. Could you attest to that? Yes. I'm enjoying the process. Um, just for everything, just the content, uh, the community, the shoes, my mind, like everything is just almost like too good to be true. That's why I have to um, remain healthy because um, I'm almost like a flame uh carrier for a lot of my community in the running space because I didn't I don't know anybody running I still don't and I um, am pretty well versed in St. Louis I know a lot of people a lot of people know me humbly said but I don't <laughs> last know time. I don't know okay, last time. Um, I don't know any, any runners so I have to be able to run so people can so I've told you I can have the run during the week where I'm okay to run because um, there's a lot uh, pressure initially put on me put on me because I just as what I have found from running I have to show people and that process allowed me to get into the creative content um the videos uh just even the education of running what I've learned from running from shoes to strength to stretching to foam rolling it's just so many aspects of running that have allowed me to tap back into my creative bag and um, has inspired me to do things that now I see the fruits of from different brands and different like unity runs like those things have just became as a um, an element of me just giving my some of myself to, to running and I'm I'm super grateful for that and and I think what's so incredible about you is everything you said right there is that you're really taking on and you're doing humbly said, uh, you're taking on that ambassador role of being the person in your community to share how much this means to you and how important it is for your mental and physical health and try to inspire more people to join you, yeah. that they do belong out there running with you, that they can have these same positive you know, um, changes in your life because you've seen it just across the board and everything you do. And you're, uh, you're a part of a club called Run It Up Family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is where when we first met, I, I just, I felt like I was learning so much about you and learning so much of what you're connected with. Um, but 
run up family and you can tell me if I'm wrong with this, but really the premise of the of the group is, is a very positive supporting environment um, of people who are looking to empower your running community um, that's in front of you. Yeah. Um, and so if anybody knows Ricky, Ricky is so great at being basically the you're like the people's people, you know, <laughs> you're you're the person of everybody. You know, I think you do so well getting along with people, but also uh, you can bring something so positive to every group and it allows you that flexibility. How much has that uh, fit with running running a family helped in your initiatives to what you're trying to do? Yeah. So when I created running a family, I didn't know what I was creating. I just know I needed a foundation. And Mark's been trying to get me to turn into a run club in a way. I, don't, <laughs> I never really wanted a run club because I wanted to connect with everybody. And what running a family allowed me to do is um, highlight other run clubs. It allowed me to um, kind of showcase, not showcase, but communicate some of the education I've gotten from running, from like stretching and what shoes to buy and what to wear when it's cold outside. And it's also just giving me uh, just like a platform to springboard from, from my content um, to just, I did um, a Father's Day run. It just gave me just a springboard to just build from. And I still don't know exactly what it is. It's probably not the best way to explain it, but I just know it's a part of me. And I, uh, I'm excited how of what it's allowed me to just use as a springboard for running because running is I could talk all day about running. And I'm glad this is happening, Mark, because I probably took my wife's ear off about running. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to connect with runners and empower other runners and come to runs and make some reels for Instagram to show people in St. Louis, like, yeah, we are really running here. And I see it a lot of other places, just how, you know, different runners of different backgrounds and ages and sexes and uh, social backgrounds and beliefs like running cuts all that away and what i do is try to just show that that me and mark <laughs> who we might not have even spoken in high school right i don't know but we're here now like feels like he's one of my really good friends and we're showing people physically in the flesh what unity looks like and that's why that's what running has done for me and us in such a short span of time well i definitely would have taught you in high school yeah, we've been on the track too. team yeah, together sure. hopefully yeah, so you probably would have uh, taught me in a running cross country <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> like, you're running cross country yeah. no but you know and we've talked so much about this and i think this is important to share on the podcast mm -hmm. but you know so many of the things that i'm trying to do is create st louis running to be more inclusive but i also recognize as a white male there's only so far that i can take that you mm -hmm. know with certain things and so what's been so amazing about you know connecting with ricky is that you know, you're bringing a totally different perspective on how w you can support even my efforts. But then I'm learning, hey, you're doing a lot of stuff. And what can I do to support your efforts? And there was a, an event that we both were at called the Trap Run. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like kind of goes back to like, I think what you were saying in terms of like, maybe we wouldn't have known each other in high school based mm -hmm. on the fact that would we've even been connected? You know, yeah. would we even have crossed paths, right. you know, in just terms right. of how our society right. looks right. and something, you know, the trap run, I always knew about the trap run. Mm -hmm. I've always known it's an event um, and I've always wanted to support it, but I haven't really like just made the effort to go out and go out and do it. And there's always events. There's always excuses for, for why you're not there. Mm -hmm. um, but 
the past several months we've been doing stuff together we've been putting on um you know different events with different clubs and different people and we're realizing that like hey there are so many runners outside of the group of runners that we know to be true that are in st louis that are running and how can we connect with new groups new groups new groups it's like every time we meet a new group we meet another new group mm-hmm. and uh i felt it was very important um to be a trap run this year but in addition to that, you promoted Trap Run on your social using your platform in terms of your uh, amazing videography, which I want to get into, um, and, and everything you did from a social aspect. That it was like I didn't have a choice. I was like, I'm there. Like <laughs> I have to be there because I knew how great of experience it was. Wow. And let me just tell you, like this event was probably one of the most fun races I've ever been to. And I've been, you know, part of the road racing yeah. scene here, you know, in St. Louis for yeah. 15 plus years. Like wow. this event had so much like just positive energy but what i took so much away from it was i think sometimes we just overcomplicate events mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this crazy thing where everybody gets this one specific thing when yeah. they cross the finish line it was about showing up being around people who wanted to be there wanted to support each other support the community and then in addition to that um the fun aspect of like the music and everything along the way and so yeah. the way this race worked was it was in north st louis um it was right outside their um their foundations building correct and it really ran four different um streets correct it was mm-hmm. just kind of a, a the square. trap run yeah, yeah. A square and so what was so cool about it was you have people coming out watching it on their front porch like what yeah. are these people doing yes uh but then you have all the runners who are just like so fired up to be there right. and ricky was out there the whole time with video everything <laughs> i mean you made that experience like 10 times better and yeah. so all that to be said is that me being at that event i met more people at that event it was another reminder that hey if we go to these events we're going to meet more runners to your point the running community really is one of those places that everybody just wants to get along. It's a very positive, inclusive environment, but we can't make it more inclusive until we connect all the dots. And I think that's what is so special about what you're doing. Yeah, thank you, Mark. And the trap run is special. Mark came down to the north side of St. Louis, which people don't come. Even sometimes my people don't come. But I think that race is so important, not only for what it shows the community about health and community it showed that was my first race ever my first 5k that's it yeah, ever which that. was last year so i'm really been a not even a year of racing and i just remember like just the energy of that run i ran fast i showed myself not only that i still got it i showed myself that um well st louis showed me that it's a run community here and I saw a, a lot of people that looked like me, and I've never seen that before, especially in St. Louis. Um, so this year, I didn't even run. I ran, I mean, I ran, but I ran with my camera because I wanted to just capture the content instead of like, like I don't really want to win this race or buy my time. I want to capture this moment, so I ran with my camera, and it was really dope. And I've actually been able to connect with the creators of Trap Run since then. And... Um, I don't want to give too much away. I haven't talked about it really at all, but um, I'm connecting with them for next year. That's awesome. In a way. And I just did it out of pure, I promoted it like it was mine because it it is. And that's how I think we should look at things. Like it is part of, it is mine. Like it's a run through North St. Louis. And it was so just, 
diverse. Like I remember I did a video. This is a pull up to go to my IG, but it's a video I did with my top, and it was like black and white people running through the north side never happen. Never happens. And that was like so profound to me. Like Mark's running cheering through the north side. And that's just so profound to me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm grateful for uh, Track Run. I'm grateful for you, Mark, to, you know, using your energy and your time to show up. Because I use that example when I talked, when I met with the founder um, and I actually used your example. You told me, like, that was one of the most littest, livest runs you've ever been in. And you've been running, you're like that guy. You're, they call Mark the glue. <laughs> okay. Mark's the glue in the St. Louis running community. And I used this example to one of the founders to show him, like, yeah, my boy Mark, he's white. He got, you know, he and his, his, his friend from his, his racing team showed up and they really enjoyed it. And he was like, just like, wow. Um, so, yeah, I, the chat run is special to me because it was, it was my first race. And, it, you know, I, allow me and you to connect on another level too so um yeah that, i got the bug after the trap run for sure um and i haven't looked looked back that's amazing well and and you know like talking like what i was saying a few minutes ago is that you know what makes that event so special is the just the fact that you're out there just running with just great people who yeah. are just excited to be out there and like mm -hmm. you said you're well you're a lot of people who probably are experiencing something new you know in terms of the sport or even just being organized racing i think yeah. that's what's so cool about that race is that you know the races that are in st louis are not always accessible to your entire community True. um you know they're they're in the places you know from some of that is just necessity of the fact that they can't get a permit somewhere else mm -hmm. but a lot of times you know like when you come to people and let them run the sport we can grow it you yeah. know and i think that's something i it, ricky knows on, on the side is like i'm i'm always like i'm always pressuring ricky like i'm like dude you gotta do this you gotta do that you whatever cases because i just see so much potential in you in terms of like who you are as a person but then your passion how it's impacted you and we've kind of talked about like okay what does it take to get more people out running you know and why you know why is it that you had never met anybody that looked like yourself that was running and, and what you know what is it that can kind of you know help you know kind of grow the sport in that direction and it's probably a never-ending question that yeah. we we're always asking but you have to have somebody who's passionate about asking the question and you're not just asking the question but you're following through and for me it's a no-brainer to be a trap run yes like the event itself is a great you know great cause and i wanted to support it but i'm there because ricky mike rich all these other guys who i've been connected with they're coming to all the stuff that i'm doing there you guys are making the effort to to do all the things that i'm setting up so mm -hmm. it's not just like a you know um one way or whatever the case is like it, we're both making efforts to get outside of our own running you know routine comfort zone we're all training for races so it's yeah. like guys do something a little different this day um but i think that's what's so special about it and so how i my approach is so much is like okay how can we from everything that we do to connect just bring more people with me um you know to those events you bring more people that's kind of where we'll get into the unity run later and now you just know more people and it's kind of like it's a small it may be a slow change it's a slow but trickle it, but man look yeah. at six months ago where it's now yeah. you know there's more people running yeah i would say yeah for sure i think it's just the representation and seeing it you know like just that's what i why I go back to me being injury free because I feel like people need to like see me running. That's so yeah, and, that's so true. Um, be around where there are runners. I think that's why I don't know anybody that runs. Um, is a very um layered question, and I'm, there's a lot of different aspects that 
make that so. But um, I think running in general is can be intimidating too if you haven't done it before. Yeah, and that's why I'm actually in the process of trying to find a user friendly quote unquote way to get people out to just run on track or run down the street or something because it's not as easy for me to say because everything is subjective like I ran track in high school yeah I was an elite sprinter but I do know that you don't I started off endurance running by walking and that's what I do know I know I didn't know how long a half marathon was last year (laughs) I did not know how far it was I did not know so I'm in endurance is literally a whole I had the form I could sprint but endurance to me is totally new so um, I want to make sure I communicate that too so people don't think I'm just this um, elite um, Hussein Bolt that just popped up and now I'm running endurance. No, I literally was injured my whole first year and I couldn't really run a mile when I first started. I started walking and, and you know, so you got to kind of just, just start. So I don't know the answer to how to get, them, get us to, just not even us, just, America, yeah, exactly. It really is, uh, is you know, in, in, in a health crisis, and not come from a public health background as well. So I just know there's so many layers to it. But I know what I can't control is me running and showing running, which is a very one of the positives about like social media. Is uh, I have a love hate relationship with social media, honestly. But being able to show your interests and inspiring things for Build community is a, a a huge pro of social media, and I try to use it in that way to connect with people from across the country. I've met, you know, uh, runners now from across the country through IG, and then I'm able to build a rapport and then go meet them in real life because nothing. Um, that's why running is dope because it's in real life. Yeah, and nothing can, um, nothing can make up for the interpersonal community that the pandemic has even made more pronounced just our separation. And because of the pandemic is why I started running, might get into that as well. But just that disconnection may put me in a, a, a dark place where running kind of pulled me out of. Um, so I want to just make that known however I can. So I'm not going to stop. So Eventually, I'll have the answer to how <laughs> to get more people to run. So, well, and social media, you know, this, and that's where I'm excited to kind of expand on this because your background, you know, it's, I mean, you have such an extensive background when it comes to education, when it comes to public health. And then, in addition to it, this amazing skill to be able to highlight, you know, what your credentials are, what your expertise is mm-hmm. with video and with creation of content. And that's something I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with. This is why we have Bill for my podcast because. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, I love to talk, but I don't know how to, you know, I don't really necessarily know how to record that, you know, put that out there. Like, you know, you have such a great advantage in so many ways, because not only do you have the ability to, to create community and get yourself out there and do positive things, but then you can also show what you're doing and not just showing it like in a sloppy way, like, oh, I'll just put it up on social. Like your content, if you follow Ricky and we'll get to your stuff when we, when we finish up here, but 
you follow Ricky on, on Instagram, like it is a professionally done Instagram <laughs> oh, for somebody social. And there's not like, you're not just getting on there and doing a bunch of like just random stuff or just throwing things out there, or, you know, like just, just sloppy posts. I mean, like everything you do, I can tell. And now knowing you more, you are so precise on everything <laughs> you do. Uh, and very, very, uh, very attention detailed. And it's shown in your videos because that trap run video, I'm sure that what they were thinking was, how the heck do we get a professionally done video like this while in the race and yeah. we didn't even spend a dime on it? Like they were probably thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, who who is this person? And yeah. that's the kind of content that you put out there. And that's what I'm excited um, to learn more from you. Like when you're putting together these kind of videos and things like that, like what are the, some of the things that you're thinking about that's helping you kind of get that across to people? Mm. Thank you for all the compliments, man. I don't know about professional, but I definitely put uh, some time and energy because i really enjoy it but first i want to shout out bill and the bills of media because they allow stories to be told and shown through media whether that's audio or visual and when we look back in 30 years that's all we're going to have when you have a wedding all you're left with is the photos and the videos everything else is in the trash so photo, video, audio is so important to telling our story. So I want to shout out Bill. Um, but so it's just wild how my, my, my journey has led me to that um, because I have such a – my uncle calls me the Renaissance Ricky because I've had so many different lives almost from <laughs> music, from like rapping and producing to performing to like managing and doing videography and then podcasts. And in that, I've always just kind of did my own thing. So I had the equipment. I had to have the cameras and the mics and the audio. And then I had to hop on YouTube and learn how to use all this. Sh- I don't know about the curve. <laughs> you can cuss. Yeah, whatever shit, you want. Right? <laughs> I had to hop on YouTube and help learn how to use all this, 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 this junk um, that, I, that I love. But now I'm able – running has given me, has given me the muse – to use all this stuff that I've always been doing from editing. That's why I, I like, it's funny because like IG Real, like I've been editing on like Premiere and like Final Cut. So editing in the IG is like that. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's no shame in that. I literally have learned hours of how to edit videos for myself and other people at a time. I never really did it professionally as far as like charging people for stuff. I'll do it for myself and my friends. Because uh, I, I looked at that as a part of the business, like me being able to not having to outsource. I could just do everything in house. And now we're running. I'm actually recording this visually right now for us because I had to capture this moment. And I just happened to have this dope camera in my house because I just love I'm a techie geek and I'm a shoe freak. All right. Um, so I'm super grateful for the media because I know and the. At the time when I was editing all this crap for like my music videos, I never knew I would be able to using it for just running stuff. And now I'm able to do that. And I'm so excited about that, knowing that I can just take this stuff out of my head creatively and get it out to people. And sometimes that's a barrier. A lot of times that's a barrier for creatives to not have like the admin um, background to know how to edit and do all this stuff. So... I'm very grateful for the years I have been, um, you know, around this technology and this uh, equipment 
And now, but honestly, I don't like to edit at all. I'm just gonna say that I like to shoot, editing, editing, editing is um, stressful and makes me anxious. So, are you worried that like you know it's not gonna pop? Like, are you a perfectionist? Like, do you feel it that way, well, or is it that's more? That's why just, I'm uh, more aware of how I shoot things prior to. So the uh-huh. trap run, I knew in my head, I knew how I was gonna structure it. I'm gonna get these uh, street signs. I'm gonna get one first person to me running and everybody else just get them so i know that when i bring it down i know exactly what i'm gonna do not just shooting a whole bunch of stuff and then get home like oh i need to put this together that just takes so much time i don't i don't have that much time so i'm just very forward thinking with just kind of the treatment of the visual because i love to do it like i'll make an ig reel and be like dang this is so dope and put it out and it might not get many views but i'm starting to get detached from that because i look at instagram and facebook and as like a documentary not like come like my picture right now no next year in two years three years look back like oh he was running like 10 million miles not he has 10 likes on his picture like i've documented that at one point i was running 10 11 million miles you know and so that's why i that's what i feel like if people looked at Social media like that, it would, you know, um, they would spend, they would be less detached from like the outcome of what you're posting and more attached to whatever you're trying to present as your story or your journey. And that's why I love incorporating. That's why I'm so excited about this podcast because I love, I love this and I love talking about running and who better to talk about running with, with. The glue to St. <laughs> Louis running marks. No, I appreciate that. Well, and I think too, like what's really cool about your content is that you're always having events. So there's always something coming up for you that you're working towards. So that's inspiring in itself. Because if you're following, you know, hey, Ricky's getting ready for the Detroit Free Press Half Marathon. Now I'm watching the videos. Um, but then you do the race. And then now what's next? What's the next event or the Father's Day run? There's so many things that you're kind of working towards that I think is really cool. And there's there's structure and purpose behind all of your, um, you know, behind all of the content that you put out there, which is really cool. And true. You know, I, I love that you're thinking like, you know, not in your head like, oh, I need X amount of followers, X amount of likes. It's like you're showing your journey. And if we know anything to be true with marketing and is the consistency. Um, one thing I'm not uh, my podcast. What I love about my podcast is that it's my personal uh, like project. So mm-hmm. I love it. It's the best thing. If I could do it full time, as like a job, you know, and be more consistent with it, things like that. It would be like the most amazing thing. Because when we have these conversations, I'm like, I mean, no offense to anybody I coach or anything, but this is like <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is this is so fun. Yeah, and yeah. then you have Bill who makes it so easy for you. But with my where my creative efforts really go towards is my business, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure those posts are consistent every day and that it's you're not missing and that you're producing more content. And that's just something people lack because you can put a lot of stuff out there. But um, if there's not meaning and, in, in, you know, it's something behind that content, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to, you know, draw somebody to watch this. And for what you're doing and what I think is really cool, if you go on Ricky's Instagram, you'll see what he was doing six months ago. And you'll see he put on a Father's Day run last last spring, uh, early summer, mm-hmm. and you had a great crowd for it, great event. 
but you're going to see the progress of what you're doing in the community from that event. Mm. So what I think is really cool is I'm sure you're already thinking about this, but like by the time you do, you know, your last event in 2022, you can kind of go through them all and say, Hey, yeah. here, I was started here. I met X people here. I worked with this brand here that led me to this next thing. And it doesn't matter if you run, it doesn't matter if you, you know, if you hike, what, whatever the case is. Like, I think what you're doing is showing that you're taking your passion, you're taking your skill, uh, putting those two things together, being productive, and, and, and you have a plan behind it, whether it's written out or not. There is yeah. strategy, and you're seeing that progress and success and building off of it. Yes. They're actually funny you say that because I was scroll- So when I say I use it as a do- documentary, I from time to time go back to to see like what I've done and what I've did. Um, just because sometimes life moves so fast that you don't take time to reflect. And it might have been two days ago, I looked back and saw the Father's Day run. Um, I'm like, damn, I got to do that again. <laughs> that was an annual. Is that an annual? And I got to like do that again. <laughs> but it was a really good turnout. And I, I went to look at it because I'm trying to plan um, more consistent things. Because Mark is a, very high on pushing me to like create these spaces. And I come from a community building, you know, um, uh, I, so we, me, my sister, my wife, we do festivals. And I know how important just getting people together is and how important that is so i'm in the process of curating that and it is is it it is dope to see things come to fruition that i really plan for like i'm not really just shooting in the dark with this run run thing i've really thought about um what's coming next from like what shoes i wear sometimes what shoes i buy and it was a good excuse to my wife to buy these running shoes because i have a plan right <laughs> i have a plan with these running shoes and but i do though i do though but it's a, a really good um vice to have and um yeah i'm just excited for all the run things that are coming up from things i would do the things i would be a part of to training for another race now that's where my mind is. i texted the other day actually like i'm ready to train for something else because um even if i'm gonna like be the beacon quote unquote for like a run community i want to show like i'm also not half-assing it's like i'm actually getting better getting faster i'm competing not to look or seem elite but to you know allow people to feel comfortable to trust me and believe me when I say run this mile. Okay. Ricky kind of knows what he's talking about. Aside from my sprinting background, I want to just be educated in the sport to be able to lead and and teach. And from young adults to kids to um, older people. And I just want to be able to, you know, uh, sharpen my tools personally and also make sure i'm committing to being consistent with events whether it's a run or um a training workout or just giving you education on how to not get injured i want to just be a go a one-stop shop for entertainment education and inspiration uh to the running community here in st louis and across across the world. I love that, man. And, and I think something that, you know, I want to touch on is what I, I really admire about you is that you have found a way to 
A, improve your health and be consistent with this hobby for yourself, but B, use that to help other people. But C, you're doing this all while being a great father and great husband. And I think that's something that, you know, we're, we're watching Tom Brady right now. You know, he chose, uh, chose football over his wife, very much apparent, you know, and <laughs> seeing that. But you're, you are, I think it's important for people to see the balance because, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes, sometimes maybe don't start because they think, well, they don't maybe don't know that you have a wife and kids. Maybe yes. they don't know these things. Yeah. And so they might not know how hard you work at being the best father and the best husband. And so they mm-hmm. think, well, you know, like if they see somebody that is just like, I can't do that or whatever the case is. And you're showing the balance, yeah. which I think is just uh, so special. Like how for you, I'm sure you're, it's a never ending process of learning how to, to figure out more of a balance as you grow the sport more for yourself. But like, can you share a little bit more insight on what it's like to be a father and, and husband trying to also have all these personal goals because clearly life your personal goals don't stop once you have kids and and a wife like you can't just stop your life there right yeah that's uh that's a great question and i try to show that too i don't want to put everything on social media like this is the end all be all but i do even show that side too so no everyone knows i'm not just this runner just runs all day and trains and i'm getting faster um i have a wife and three kids and a lot of stuff that I do is not about running or entertainment. It's about like school and trying to be the best father and husband I can be and make sure that I communicate that to my family too. I, I was a sh- I was sure to thank my wife after the run um, that I just did my first half marathon. Congratulations. Detroit. Thank you. Yeah, let's go. To thank her for the time that, and I try to strategically plan my running time too. So I'm not cutting too much into my life so that's why I run early I try to run before everyone gets up but I made sure to thank her for you know allowing me the time um to train because I appreciate that and I know she she believes in me and she knows I'm just wild kind of crazy kid that had these big aspirations but she truly like believes that they're going to hit and not from like financial or success standpoint, but because she knows that that's who I am, a part of me. And my my ultimate just purpose in life is something brewing. And she is so um, vital and help allow me to execute that. But everything always isn't going to be even. So yeah, I can't, you know, balance out running my family because like, Running is never going to be above above my my family, right? So I got to find ways to, you know, really break down the percent I, I need to give to this to make my whole my whole shebang run smoothly. And yeah, I think that's important to my mental health too. I just you know having my my kids and my wife, my family, like really you know adds to my purpose. And I try to involve in them and everything that I do. Like my daughters. They're definitely like superstars. They so they think they have a YouTube page <laughs> on my phone. So I really could go viral any moment with all these YouTube videos <laughs> on my phone. Like, hey, it's your YouTube, Hollow's YouTube. So they have a YouTube in my phone. That's um, amazing. But I don't I actually don't even allow them to be on YouTube much anymore because it's kind of weird. But I just they see me like in front of the camera and they just. I mean, it's probably, you know, they're, I'm their dad, so I'm sure it's in their DNA somewhere. But I, I see them as little me's already. And, and my son the same. He, um, he he loves sports. He loves – he's now he's getting into, like, um, photography. Okay, cool. And 
like I got all the stuff. Whatever yeah. you need, you you got right here. And family is so important to me, and I think that's why it's in running up family because family from my wife and kids to my family family to like my running family we're all connected in some way whether it's blood or not and i think family is just such a huge part of who i am what i do and um it 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 falls second fiddle to nothing and and i never will so um they keep me grounded they keep me excited about running so yeah running up family well and and it's really special that your your kids and your wife can see that you're not i mean it's special in a sense that even if you're just training for races like just to run to run i mean that would be a really positive example you Mm -hmm. can't think of like healthier addictions you know that are out there but in addition to that a you're thinking about being you know the balance of what you can do with your family and 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 what you can do with the sport because i one of our first conversations was so much about like hey i want to do these things but i also want to make sure that it fits with everything else i'm doing but second your kids and your wife are seeing that you're not just using the time that you have for yourself to run for yourself but you're running for others so you're sharing your personal time with the competition between helping people in that moment and that is really special because a lot of humans would not be doing that and i wouldn't fault them because they'd be like hey i i have 10% 10% of the time that I can do for myself, I'm just going to do it for myself. I'm not going to help or whatever. But you take it upon yourself in your free time to be looking on how to give back. And I think that's why we connected so well, um, because we both are competitive. We both want to get better. Yeah. We both are. We both love to run. But at the end of the day, like me being out there and running at the trap run, um, I did it as an easy pace with a with a friend. Like it wasn't um, I didn't go there to race it. But yeah. being there and running there and being a part of that event was far greater than me getting in my own workout that day. And I'll go to I, I say that about coaching. It's the same thing. And, and you'll, you'll be a coach one day. I already know that about Ricky. <laughs> but you'll you'll see you experience the same thing is that like you get to a point where when you realize that that's the stuff that fulfills you, that what you do from the personal aspect of it in competition is just extra and it's great extra and it makes you really happy. But I feel like it's like a unlocking a secret, you know, secret case here that when you can figure out how to do something with your time that you're passionate about to help others, it's like, it's never ending and, and you'll never, you'll never not be fulfilled doing it. Yes, exactly. And now I'm trying to monetize it because I want to do it. I want to do this, um, full time whatever this is because <clears throat> what it brings the joy it brings me the health from the health aspect I'm, uh, even my kids saying like you can do whatever you want to do you know and um i checked off some boxes that i personally you know wanted to do whether that was education wise or trying different things but i just love what running has done for me so much i'm trying to find a way to make it my career it- and i'm I feel like I'm close just because I know I'm not going to stop and I know that I'm surrounded by the right people and I'm being able to connect with the right people and just stay grounded too and know that like this is bigger than me. I've had some very just eerie wild things happen through this run thing um, that have shown me like the God in this too. And even if you go back in time, I was a track athlete. But I never knew how long a half marathon was. So now it's almost like God was just being funny, like took me back to my roots with running. But now I'm just so much more mature and wise on how to, you know, use it for 
is greatest impact and not just to win a race or win state is to like um really empower the community and really to um just show even in st louis to show i had uh Saucony come to my father's day run like sh- no you know just is what it is but I, show people like you can this is possible like i didn't think it was possible before i did it but just show you know st louis other opportunities that or in this, what we say is a small city that people think they have to go out of town to get, it's important for me to show people in St. Louis that these same opportunities are in St. Louis. You got you to just, sometimes you got to just see and know there's possible and then you can shoot your shot. So I'm big on trying to show that too, um, because that's important, that representation and the visual to see the possibility of something that might have seemed impossible before sometimes you just got to see it and i think you know so much of what you're talking is what i'm thinking about is like you have to be willing to see it but the leaders like yourself have to be you know not afraid to actually go out there and execute it and implement it and i always go back to like when i was a kid i'm going to share some weird things on this podcast because you know my podcast i can i can share all my deepest darkest secrets but like what i like who i was as a nine-year-old eight-year-old as the same person who i am today obviously there's a lot of differences but that like that fundamental belief in myself and to dream big and to be creative and to work hard. I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I had some crazy unrealistic goals. Like one of my basketball goals was I wanted to grow to be six, five that can't, you can't really uh, control your height. Right. You said, yeah, I did, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I gave it up for running okay. uh, as a tragic, tragic story. Uh, but then we <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have connected. So, True. but I, I look back on those times and, I think about how much I love sports and I love to develop and I wanted to write a book and all these different things. And even if they were just silly little projects I was doing as a kid leading up, as I've gotten to be an adult, I feel like I had this whole foundation and then you have gone on to be able to do stuff. And so much like what you were saying, like your wife thinks about you, like you're a crazy kid with the big dreams. I can almost imagine that this is something that's been a part of you your whole life. And I think when you get experience at a young age of like, you know, thankful that my parents just, you know, let me, you know, be myself and let me try all these different things and be creative that you're not as afraid when you're older to, to get outside your box because you weren't conformed to you do X, Y, Z. And I think what's so cool is like, mm-hmm. you have to be able to, like a lot of the stuff that we're doing is scary because you're putting yourself out there, even outside of the, you know, the goals of making running inclusive and the rest of those things, like those are projects in themselves. Just yeah. the effect of like trying to get people together to go for a run or to yeah. say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna put my video up on Instagram and tell you about shoes. Like this is all scary stuff. But you become, you know, A, I'm sure you had confidence from doing this for a while, but B, it's almost like the, it's, that's what I say about like failing and success, like of like working hard. So there's certain people who will never do something because the fear of failure is so high and I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I am just very ignorant in the sense that I don't care how bad I have to fall. It's going to suck. And you're going to, you're probably, I don't want to be around me if I hit the, you know, the, uh, you know, rock bottom, but I'm more confident and excited about the process of going out it and not weighing all those necessarily the failures. That makes sense. Yeah, because you have failed. Yes, that's what Multiple it is. Like, I failed a lot of times. I know it's like I'm still here. I'm okay. I think that's it. Like not being afraid to fail and failing a bunch of times. I, you know, they say success is a bunch of failures, and I truly, truly believe that. And I'm not scared of failure because. It, Really, if you're trying, there's no failure even in that. 
It's like if you're failing, like if you're playing basketball and you miss a game-winning three-pointer, you're going to have another game, though. Yeah. Even though you failed that three, it's not like the end of the world. Yeah. You're going to get another chance to shoot a three. So that's how I kind of look at life. Like, it's really no failure. And I do have, you know, subconscious things that I still am battling with that we all maybe not feeling as worthy or having some doubt or having some fear, but that's just a part of life. And I've grown to be um, comfortable being uncomfortable because you're going to be uncomfortable a lot of times. And I just lean on that in everything that I do and know that I don't have it all figured out. And I'm just learning like everybody else. That's amazing, man. Well, it's it's awesome that you're willing to to share that, and because I think a lot of people that probably do follow you probably don't know that about you, um, because you do you do a great job of sharing, but you also are showing a lot of successful things right now, and yeah. especially the people who are following you are seeing a lot of positive momentum from you. Uh, one of those people, like you've been one of several people over the years in the running community that I felt like you meet this person and then you have to be connected with them, um, and it's it doesn't happen very often, but it's happened, and those people are. All still with me to this day and very special and still doing amazing things yeah. and becoming kind of an ambassador for what you're doing well so you just did the detroit free press half marathon that ran through yes. canada uh and i know this was a really meaningful experience for you because uh he's got the shirt on and everything you'll see in the video Let him know. uh but you know this is this was the half marathon that you'd worked towards this is everything that you put your head down and you had people that were following you in it too so i'm sure there was kind of an added um you know added component there that that made you even more special for you but can you share more about your experience and how that event went for you man the breakdown of the run um that was this was just so wild and i don't even know where to start but yeah it was it was a lot of people you know invested and were like excited about me running and if you fast forward five days before i had people sending me texts you're going to kill it, Ricky, while I'm sitting there with, like, ice on my hamstring because I had reaggravated my hamstring a week before. And, you know, when you put a lot of time into something and energy and, like, work and, like, early mornings and, like, to face the fact that you might not be able to run. So that's what I touched down in Detroit with, that, that thought that I am not sure I'm going to run. And this story is going to propel me through life because it was so many different aspects of what I feared most in this weekend but it showed me my resilience and I gotta shout out uh, stoicism it's a philosophy that and I really encourage people to look up this philosophy stoicism but it's this book by um uh, Ryan, I can't do his last name right now, but it's called The Obstacle is the Way. And I read that book that Saturday, but I mean, I've already read it before, but it's The Obstacle is the Way. So that's the theme for my weekend. So, mind you, I didn't know I was going to run when I touched down in Detroit. Reading this book, knowing something was going to come out of, out of this run, and I was okay with running on Sunday, feeling my hamstring, and joining a cheer squad and cheering people on um for the ryan holiday thank you ryan holiday this book him him and his books have changed changed my life um i'm very heavy on reading reading has changed my life this past two years i became an endurance runner and an avid reader in the past <laughs> two years don't think i'm this is being ricky the whole this is what the pandemic and my mental health um 
push me towards. So anyway, I'm in Detroit. I don't know if I'm going to run. I end up doing a shakeout run on Saturday with this uh, run group. We run 313. So that was a part of my plan. See how I felt on Saturday. I didn't feel it. Um, I ended up running with a kid from the run group the whole time, and it was like a necessary distraction, which was, which is what running does. Um, whole life story with this kid from Detroit I just met on his run. So Sunday, um, my goal was to take out, I mean, um, run the first four miles and see how my hamstring felt and take it from there, mile at a time. And I remember one mile, two miles, three miles, I didn't feel it. I'm like, the whole time I'm mind boggled that I don't feel it. Mind you, I've never ran over 10 miles my whole life. So I'm running 13.1 miles on an aggravated hamstring on a very just kind of subpar training block because I kept getting hurt. So statistically, it didn't make sense, right? <laughs> so at mile four, I remember hearing this song um, and getting emotional and about to cry. And I took my headphone off, put it in, in, in my in my waistband I'm like I'm about to just lock in and just do this and right then this young white kid named Mike called him Money Mike from Money Michigan Mike. <laughs> ran up to me like man Ricky I've been trying to catch you for the wait see look down so I'm like my dad like Ricky I'm like yeah he's like I'm thinking this kid know me who is this kid <laughs> he's like I've been trying to catch you for the past four miles your energy I had to just come run and just say hi to you I'm like Bruh, I'm Ricky, you're Mike, and we just talked for the next four to ten miles. Just talked life stories. He went to University of Michigan. He was in a band. And it was the necessary distraction that I needed. Like, I met this kid in the middle of the race, this 24, 25-year-old white kid from Michigan. And we became <laughs> best friends to the point where when, if you don't know, half marathon, running a marathon, there's a sign that splits, like, the little dogs, big dogs. It's like half marathon, you got like two more miles, or full marathon, you got 15 more miles. So we ran up until that because he was running the uh, the full. Oh, gosh. And I, yeah, and I was saying like, you know, he's like, um, Ricky, if you got to go, you got to go. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to run with you. This is a cool pace. But after this mile two, he's like, so after we split, uh, what are you going to do? I was like, um, I'm going to just – he, I'm talking to you like, like Ricky you gotta turn it on I'm like okay I'm gonna turn it on <laughs> so when we when we when we leave we break up I was like alright bro love you man like love you too Ricky and he does that this is what running did in six miles <laughs> running through Canada with this kid that I just met and um, so man and we actually connected on IG oh that's he, good he got my IG doing the run okay good and he ended up um, he followed me and we had a little uh, conversation but that's the nutshell of running so anyway I finished the race. I'm at my goal pace. I'm coming down. You know me. I'm just cheering the, the crowd the whole time, hyping the crowd up. And they're seeing my bib and saying my name. So I'm thinking, like, Ricky, like, they just gave me the – that's man, I can talk about this run for the rest of my life because I saw the energy, what um, your mind can do for me to not run and have not ran over 10 miles to running 13-point miles at a pace I've never ran that long before. Uh, with this young white kid from Mike who like was <laughs> I, I told him I'm so grateful for him because he kept me like not thinking about my hamstring for 13 miles we it's were amazing. talking about, about life and I, f I finished in a, a, a good time but I really was trying to finish my goal was to finish this race because I knew that 
if mentally, if I would have got hurt in this race, it would have really set me back. I like, man, God, just let me finish. So I wasn't even going in with any expectations and end up going crazy. When I got done, I FaceTimed Mark immediately because Mark just knows like there's been this a process and um, I didn't know I can run. He hooked me up with a PT. I'm going to get to that. But the health thing, me being injury free, um, Mark really helped me by hooking me up with a uh, physical therapist that really literally walked me through some of my injuries and got me ready to run on race day and dang that run changed my life and I could talk about this run forever just because what it did for me mentally showed me that I can push past my boundaries I can um I can just do some shit that I never thought I never thought I could run a marathon I thought before I could go to the NBA honestly but I never Running a marathon never even seemed possible. Half marathon never seemed possible. So for me to do that, and it's like, okay, we got some work to do because I'm so excited and so inspired, so just fired up about this run. And, um, yeah, I ran my first half marathon in Detroit, free press, and I got the medal. My daughters are wearing a medal. Uh, they designed my socks for the run. It's just so so many layers to this. My son, you know, designed the side of my shoes. People, you know, were running shoes. Those are my babies. I took a Sharpie to all of that shit, you know, because it's so just profound what running just does and just the creativity of it and just the mental aspect and just, like, I got to – the swag I like the dress too style I got to like style myself with socks and you know it's just a whole it's just a movie Mark and I'm just I'm just exhilarated I'm using big words out here in <laughs> Forest Park the reading's paying off we're in Forest Park like in the on a beautiful October day talking about one of the most pivotal life-changing weekends of my life my wife she popped up and surprised me and it's just so much um um, to this run, and I want to say this real quick because this I'm just gonna get deep for one quick second. So my uncle, who um actually paid for my registration for the run, wow, and he bought the outfit that I wore as payment because he I actually like driving around town for the past year. I would never accept money for him. He would say, "What can I buy you? Okay, buy me the registration for this run." Couple months past, what can I buy you? I don't give me money. I want this uh, Tracksmith jersey that's way too expensive. And so, long story short, always said the run was for him. And um, I talked to him the day before, told me to uh, break a leg and start laughing. Uh, called him after the run, didn't pick up. Come find out he passed that oh, night. Man, right? So <sighs> it was eerie to the point because I saw the guy and like literally the run was from my uncle. His name was on my shoes, um, and he passed that night. Literally, he might have passed while I was running. I don't, I don't know because they found him unresponsive that night. But it just even showed me like a bigger something bigger is at play here, and running is a huge part of that. And uh, so I went from being like on cloud nine to like crying that night, and so glad my wife was there to like just Peter to support me because that would have been like super wild to have like oh why this running what does it mean I came here missed my uncle's last breaths who was one of my best friends 
Uh, so I saw the God in it too, though. For him to pass on that day of the run that was for him is um, is not even a sad thing in a way. It's like a it's just really hard to even describe in words, but it definitely gave me the just the oomph to like, okay, I really can never stop this now, and it changed my life. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I'm I'm so sorry to hear that, and I actually didn't even know that. So that's uh yeah. that's just a really incredible story of him being such a big support system for you. And this is probably the same uncle they called you Renaissance Ricky, correct? They call me Renaissance what, what was, Ricky. What was your uncle's name? Yeah. Tony, Tony, Uncle Tony, and I'm actually his namesake. My middle name is Anthony. Okay, his name is Anthony. And what's um, it? What's his last name? Is it An- used? Anthony Flowers. Anthony Flowers. So okay. the flowers I have like flowers tattoos okay, on yeah, me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, my mother's maiden name was Flowers. Okay, and we just love flowers. So what it- my uh, daughter's name is uh, Violet. My older daughter, her middle name is Flower. We just flowers. We love flowers. But his name was Tony Flowers. Yep. What an amazing man and yeah. what an amazing tribute for him, you know, just being able to run that race for him and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, he was willing to do whatever it took to, to support you. And it's that's Ricky, though, you know, in a nutshell, you know, and so you think about just how much of a positive impact your, your uncle has had on you over the years. And that's who you are as a person every single day, mm-hmm. you know, and so it doesn't surprise me that there was somebody in your life that, you know, displayed a lot of the same things that you would do. Um, and I know that you're going to carry on his legacy in running. And that was going to actually be my next question was like, and if, you know, I, I felt like there's probably, you know, my, I, I was going to put you on the spot and maybe you wouldn't even have been able to answer it. I was going to say, what was the most profound thing to come out of this half marathon for you that you knew was going to change sure, your life? Right. And, and so, because it's, you have talked about how, how big of an experience this has been, how life changing it's been for you. And I'm sure now your running just has a whole new level of focus and purpose yeah. for it. Yeah. That just that I I don't know what I would have said before because it's so layered from like me pushing through physically and mentally, um, but just like how precious life is as well. And, um, you know, I'm just blessed that I was able to, you know, be close with my uncle to the point where he told me to break a leg the day yeah. before the race. Yeah. You know, as a joke, it was, it was wild. It was crazy, man. Uh, I love him to death. Um, but, yeah, just it's so layered the what I pulled from this weekend. Um, but that was something that was eerie to a point of like God, and like for just for how that you couldn't have planned that out just from where it was at, timing of it. Um, so but if, if I were to pull anything out of it, I would say, um, it's I feel the universe pushed me in this in this uh direction. And running is just like the catalyst and like the foundation that um, has accumulated over the years to be like my new muse and like my platform to spread positivity, health, wellness, sport, running, style, all of that. Um, so I'm very grateful for, for running. And I this is so wild to me because a year ago, I did not know how long a half marathon was. To now, I'm this runner, and this is my life. It's just wild to me. Um, but I'm very, I'm very grateful for, for running. It brought me and my uncle closer together. And it's, you know, I don't know if I would have called him that day if I wasn't running his race. You know, so just little things like, you know, um, 
like that that are important. You're trying to give me the crown and show. Mark's podcast is about to go viral. He has the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows. This is great. This is this is you know, <laughs> it's like when we when an athlete asks, "Am I your favorite? Am I your favorite athlete?" You always say, "Man." You know, I can't can't say a favorite, but man, if there was a if there's a top of the list, this uh, this podcast is right there because I mean, it's a I knew this was going to be a really important conversation for both of us, but b um, you know just so much great positivity that comes out of this that I think that people can use in so many ways. I mean, even if you're not a runner, I think that you take so much from what's Ricky what Ricky has been saying just about his passion, you know, in terms of the video side of things and social media and just impact your community and how cool was it for your uncle to to bond with you on something that was not, you know, for maybe for him a passion, but his passion was you. And it maybe will give some insight to some people that, you know, maybe have a friend that run and now yeah. they might have a different, you know, perspective on, hey, he doesn't maybe maybe my friend doesn't necessarily need shoes, but they they need some money to get to the race or whatever the case is. So uh as we wrap up here, I want people to be able to find you on on social media because Ricky is uh, he he's uh, he's the best best new form of newspaper these days. You know, you wait for your newspaper to be thrown at you. Not anymore. <laughs> you know, it's a new world. We got Ricky's Instagram reels okay. that are rolling up. And the best part too is if you go to an event with Ricky, man, that reel is up quick. So and, and every, I know everybody everybody's waiting for it too. And yeah, you get the you get the upload that uh, you've been tagged <laughs> in the post and it's out there and it's really well done. So how can people find you so they can consume more of your stuff? Uh yes, thank you, Mark, for those kind words. Um, my IG is Ricky Rock Live, um, R I C K Y R O C K Live L I V E or Live, I guess. Um, I'm on YouTube. I think it's Ricky Rock Live as well. And I'm really, I, I mean, I'm really gearing up to put more in the YouTube. It just gives me a bigger platform. I can just do a lot more with YouTube, and it such a, has a such a broader reach. I just haven't been as consistent as I want to be. But this is me making myself accountable <laughs> because her podcast be like, Ricky, post a YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's all my my um, handles. That's awesome. No, we'll make sure people have that, you know, when we put the episode out so that they can get in touch with you. Um, and I encourage you that if you heard this podcast to, to reach out to Ricky, um, you know, follow his stuff. And, and if he's at a race with you, he's one of the most approachable people you can find. Anybody that knows you through me now, they're always like, oh, Ricky, like it's very exciting. And, and Ricky's been a part of our group for the last couple of months. And, you, you know, the times that you've come out made such a positive impact on everybody around us. So thank you so much for, for coming on the, the podcast. Uh, to chat with me to share your story um i think this is probably the first of many conversations that we'll have on the podcast yes indeed. um you know because i think we can go on forever you know in terms of that um but thanks again for for listening everybody and we'll look forward to the next show and hopefully it'll be very soon till we talk to ricky again yes and this is the mission of speed love it <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh, bro right. good All work right. man Appreciate it.